0: The world of NFTs continues to grow, and we're seeing an emergence of celebrity led NFTs. To break down one of the biggest and one of the more surprising ones, even though it may not be too surprising to longtime fans, is Eric Rosenblum from the NFT business strategist for Julian's auctions, who will be handling the June 10th drop of Ringo Starr's first ever slate of nfts eric first of all welcome to nft 101 i'm matt ryan and uh give us a little bit of background on how you found your way into the nft space Yeah,
1: thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, The Creative Mind of a Beetle is 613, by the way, for those interested in bidding, which I'll get into shortly. But that's a great question. I never thought I'd be in the NFT industry, let alone crypto or even in the auction house um, landscape. But it's been a lot of fun. Kind of my background is I went to NYU Tisch and studied storytelling, filmmaking, animation over there, which has a lot of parallels to NFTs and digital art. I was working at a company called Luma Pictures, and they're a vendor animation studio. They team up with Marvel and Disney Feature and Universal and Warner Brothers. So we worked on a lot of cool projects. Over there, I was production coordinator on Disney Plus's upcoming series, I Am Groot, which I think the poster released this week was really exciting. So that's coming out in August now. I helped out in Spider-Man, um, and then even Doctor Strange was able to, you know, help out in the entire pipeline. Working from, you know, working with the artists and storytellers and writers and just making sure their creative vision was met throughout the entire pipeline. And animation is a very uh, granular, um, the whole process is quite intensive, but, you know, you create these amazing scopes of work that really resonate in our timeless pieces, especially the work that, you know, Marvel and DC and Disney produce. So it's really exciting to be a part of that. I had known Darren and the team at Julian's Auctions for a little bit, and I was helping them consult, kind of kicking off the um, the NFT division over there. So I was consulting for about six months and we did some successful sales. The first NFT we produced was for Keith Richards. And it was a part of a sale we do yearly called Music Cares. And that's in partnership with the Grammys. And a majority of the portions of the proceeds go to Music Cares, which is a great organization, which again is associated with the Grammys. So Keith was on board. And it was a great inaugural NFT for us because you know everyone loves Rolling Stones. And Julian's, the bread and butter for Julian's is cool. It's pretty unique to other auction houses in the sense that we do a lot of celebrity estate sales. So, you know, typical auction house, including Julian's, will do multi-consigner sales. So that basically consists of a lot of different consigners giving up and consigning their property to then auction off. And what we do is really pop culture. And for me, you know, I come from the film industry. I, I'm like a kid in the candy shop, seeing all these amazing pieces come through the door, not only getting to see them, but getting to study them and catalog and, you know, even touch them sometimes, wearing white gloves, of course. Um, but yeah, so we do rock and roll and Hollywood and sports. That's really our bread and butter. But we do all different kinds of auctions as well. Uh, we do, you know, street art and sneakers and fine art sometimes. And then now we've slowly dipped into NFTs, which have been a lot of fun. So we were really su- successful with the Keith Richards NFT. And that was an NFT plus, we call it. So we offer NFTs and NFT pluses, and NFT pluses come the nft comes with a physical item so for example the richards nft he signed a guitar and then we had you incorporated some animation and then we integrated that as an nft and we minted that and that was really well and it raised a lot of money for charity then the next one was a full nft collection so the keith richards nft was a part of i believe 40 lots and all that went to charity which is great and then we partnered with julian lennon john lennon's son who's a great artist in his own right. He's a talented singer and very knowledgeable about the industry, NFTs and music. And then he wanted to do something unique. So we took a lot of pieces that both John Lennon and Paul McCartney gifted him as a child. So that included, you know, the Hey Jude lyrics and annotations. You could see Paul's original doodles and some lyrics and ideas that he came up with and writing that famous song. Then even John's famous Afghan code and some other guitars. And what we did, we digitized them in a 360-degree render and added John's narration. So we call these historical NFTs and, you know, in addition to having the single owner, because these are one of one NFTs, so, you know, one person will ultimately be the lucky winner and keep them in their collection or, or display them in a virtual gallery of some sort, but you know, we're creating a repository, which is very exciting because, you know, I I come also from, I'm a collector at heart. I collect movie memorabilia and animation art and toys. So, you know, all that starts with research, right? Researching the provenance and the history and who it came from and why it's still around and the material. So having this primary source like Julian Lennon offer insight onto the piece but also connecting it hence the name to himself and his childhood is really important to us. So you know you can go on openseer and go on julianslive.com and always have that as a historical repository. So we did uh it was six lots that performed very well and a lot of the proceeds went to the White Feather Foundation. So again our kind of mantra here in the NFT landscape is celebrity-driven, you know, authentic storytelling NFTs, historical NFTs, and we make sure to always donate to charity. Um, but on the historical NFT front, we did a big auction about three weeks ago. We do a yearly auction called Music Icons, and it was about 1300 um, pieces of rock and roll memorabilia. Everything from Kirk Cobain's Fender Mustang guitar that was featured in Smells Like Teen Spirit to a Johnny Cash guitar to even the Man drum set. And for Beatles fans, they'll definitely know what the Quarryman is, but that was the original band uh, before the Beatles was formed. So we're taking all these pieces and we're in their warehouse in Gardena, California, and we're digitizing it. And, you know, it just hits us. that like, okay, yes, we're making NFTs and the, the plan is to sell them and share them, but at the end of the day, like we are, you know, I hate saying, cause it, it sounds a bit banal, but we're preserving history in some sense, taking these awesome pieces um, and really connecting narration. And a lot of these pieces, the original artists and musician haven't seen or haven't even thought of in many years. So we teamed up with Alex Lifeson from Rush and we digitized about 63 of his guitars. And he was really excited about the project, provided narration on all the guitars. And yeah, we attached them, minted it on the Ethereum blockchain, and then composited them thoughtfully, you know, really pushing in so you could see the details and the scratches. I mean, that's the cool thing about memorabilia, right? Authentic memorabilia, screen use, you know, stage performance use pieces. They're not perfect, right? These aren't replicas, these aren't toys, these are screen used pieces, some from you know decades ago, some more contemporary, but they have wear and tear and history, and there is a sense of weight and almost magic to them, especially if you're a fan of the pieces. And even if you're not, you know, we learned so much about it. So I just remember, you know, we're digitizing this quarrymen drum kit and it all hits us where it's like, wow. You know, a lot of people didn't even know this thing still exists, let alone now having the opportunity to really study it. A lot of scholars will appreciate the fact that it's on the blockchain forever and that they can appreciate it and learn more. So we also, uh, we did life since we did 63 of his guitars. We did a bunch of Kurt Cobain NFTs, and that was a lot of fun. That was a great project. Um, We teamed up heavily with Kim Cobain, Kurt's sister. Because again, we wanted to come from a sincere and authentic point of view. So we always want to make sure to, if we can't get the artist involved, we want to get the family member involved or an associate. So we did a few NFTs with them, NFTs and NFT pluses. So we, you know, we sold the Fender Mustang, which went for four and a half million. So that was awesome. We were very happy with that sale. And it's actually on public display right now in the Jim Say collection. So you can see that in New York. And I think it's traveling to Indianapolis after it. I have to double check. But then we also did an NFT of the guitar itself. We did an NFT of his famous Smells Like Teen Spirit sweater, that kind of almost green stripe Freddy Krueger pattern, which is pretty iconic. We also did his sneakers um, that he wore to the MTV Unplugged, as well as the Smells Like Teen Spirit music video. And then we did NFT pluses of the Dodge Dart that he used, as well as a skateboard. So he is a very talented drafts person. You know, He, uh, he drew some Iron Maiden iconography on a skateboard, and that's sold with the nft so again a lot of the funds there were for kicking the stigma which uh, helps prevent overdoses but again uh, a lot of fun so we went to sedona arizona and got to meet kim and she's telling us all these great stories about kurt and us growing up around nirvana and such a, a celebrity and an icon for grunge for music for fashion and then we recorded some narration we worked with her to get the you know the best narration to tell an authentic story and the key here is like we're not Doing a history report of these items. We're trying to connect the person, right, the family member, the associate to these meaningful pieces. So she's telling all these great stories that you can look up. You can find on Wikipedia that, you know, Kurt just took the sweater from his room and wore it to Thanksgiving a few weeks before the music video. So again, really cool tidbits and anecdotes from the family. And then Ernie Bailey, who is Kirk Cobain's or was his uh, guitar technician, he provided narration on the Fender because there was no one else who knew that piece better than him. So through Julian's, we get to work with these amazing, you know, high profile artists and some of the most talented people in the world. And then we even get to expand that further with the NFTs, right? Because You know, prior to this, auction houses are really that middleman, right? You know, we get consigned pieces, we'll distribute them, we'll market them, we'll keep the history alive, but that's kind of the process. The cool thing and what I find so appealing about NFTs is we're telling stories, we're producing, right? It's almost like a production company at some points, and then we're attaching fun utility. So there's a lot to be considered. So we're doing all these fun projects, and to answer your question, a very long-winded um, answer, so apologies there, and feel free to cut me off whenever. But Ringo Starr, in addition to being you know, the world-famous, prolific drummer of the Beatles and his own um, touring group, He's also a very talented painter. You know, his style blends into uh, tie-dye and spin art and uh, stencil work, a lot of cool stuff. And some beetle iconography is involved, but some original pieces that no one's ever seen. So he came to us and his team, they were wondering if, you know, we'd be interested in doing an NFT project. We said, absolutely. We do anything that Rio wants to do that he's passionate about, right? Because it all stems from their interest and their excitement. And we had done an auction with him a few years back selling a lot of his pieces, you know, wardrobe, costumes, his drum kit that performed really well. So he thought it made sense. And we did even a book with him called Lifted. So that was kind of a historical book that he'd sign. And you can even go on julianslive.com. And I think some copies are still for sale. I know we're doing another edition. So we've worked with Ringo a lot. And, you know, my team has a great relationship with him. So it seemed like a ideal marriage. And so he was heavily involved and it really comes from him. I mean, that's the cool thing about this project. A lot of celebrity NFT related projects, you know, for no better or for worse, but they'll team up with a digital artist, which is great, right? Because it exposes that artist and you get different design aesthetics. The cool thing about Ringo here was he was doing everything. He provided the art, he provided the story, he even attached exclusive drum loops that can only be found in these NFTs to the NFTs. So we minted those together. And then we teamed up with an animation company to apply very cool kind of motion graphics layered animation. So just pushing the dimension and the weight of all of these NFTs. The cool thing about this, you know, in addition to being carbon neutral NFTs, which is very important to Ringo and his team as us as well, every NFT, so it's a collection of 20, so it's five unique NFTs, each is one of four, and each NFT comes with an exclusive signed canvas print. So you'll be able to have the NFT in your wallet, the canvas print hung in your office or your home or wherever you want it, or safely in a storage somewhere. Um, and then also you'll have the chance to meet Ringo Starr virtually in his digital gallery, Ringoland. So it's great value add. Um, having the physical asset, you know, if. It attracts different collectors. You have the NFT and Web three enthusiasts who might be interested in the uh, virtual experience with Ringo and the NFT itself. And Spatial IO did a great job working with Ringo and his team developing that uh, virtual gallery. And I can get more into that later. But so you kind of have something here for everyone. You know, the collector who really wants Ringo's signature on top of something you know more connected than a photograph or a book. You know, they have this amazing physical piece, a signed canvas print that comes with the NFT. So we're kind of offering something for everyone. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun to work with him and so many other projects on the horizon, but that's kind of how the Ringo NFT project came to be.
0: Well, let's talk about the the metaverse aspects of this, uh, the yeah. Ringoverse that you talked about. Sure. Being able to meet Ringo and have a virtual meet and greet uh, is sounds amazing. I want to know about that. And also I want to know about you know the reception you guys have gotten because i know you know a lot of older beetle fans who grew yeah. up during beetle mania might be excited about some aspects of this but i do know that some older beetle fans not necessarily big fans of web 3 and the metaverse which is a little silly to me because they were part of the psychedelic era where you were trying to expand your mind and expand your sure. consciousness and this is kind of a logical evolution of that but what has the reception been, and what can you do inside the Ringovers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, new art especially in web3 and nfts is supposed to be evocative it's supposed to turn heads. so we weren't too surprised by some of the feedback i think it's worth noting that the nft community and the web3 community they've welcomed this project with open arms they're so excited that someone of the status of a beetle would one want to do the project and then be so involved in promoting it and talking about it and sharing it on the socials and doing the art and adding exclusive drum loops so again I love this project because it's so authentic to Ringo Starr. It's not some drag and drop NFT that we're doing. It comes from him, it comes from his team, and you could feel that. Again, I mean, the press picked it up like wildfire, everyone from Daily Mail and Yahoo News and Fox Business. So we were getting great press. On Ringo's side, I think some of the more traditional fans were a little confused, right? NFTs is still new to a lot of people. And I think it's easy to jump and be a naysayer when you see two buzzwords, right? Ringo Star and NFTs. Okay, well, that's our opportunity to really go at him. But I imagine those people were not 100% informed in the project, right? Carbon-neutral NFTs. And if you're not into NFTs, you get the physical print and you get a chance to meet him. So there was some backlash there. But I think if um, you know those fans understand the goal here to raise money for the um, the Lotus Foundation, which is a charity. Uh, to, that you're getting great value through the project and it's something new and again something new is always going to turn heads and maybe confuse people but it's our job it's not their job it's our job to educate them and inform them and explain why this is something that Ringo needed to do and Ringo is proud of the project as we are right and we're excited we're getting great bids and reception and again like the spatial community which are the geniuses who were developing the Ringo land which is now complete and that'll be launching soon. Um, everyone is excited on their end. So again, it's just about kind of educating these traditional fans and these traditional collectors into the NFT space. You know, a lot of celebrities now are getting um, lukewarm reception with the NFT projects, but that's why it needs to be as authentic as possible, and they need to be proud of these collections. And that's why I think this is, again, I yeah, keep hammering this home, but it's so authentic to Ringo and his design sensibility and his creative vision. So I think in a few years, although, Beatles fans and Ringo fans that might have been skeptical about the project will wish they uh, might have owned an NFT or bid or at least fans initially. But again, it hasn't stopped us, and uh, Ringo's still super excited. On the spatial front, you know, Spatial IO they do great um, virtual spaces. So they do everything from digital galleries to kind of museums to walkthroughs. And the cool thing about Ringoland, it's multiple rooms. So there's the gallery aspect, and it has I mm-hmm hundreds of different pieces of his photographs, paintings, digital arts. And the cool thing here is, you know, they have a great partnership with OpenSea. So if you're in the gallery, you can make offers if you want to buy the pieces digitally, right? And it goes to your wallet if the offer is accepted. You could learn about the art, you could study it. Um, A lot of it has exclusive drum loops. So there's that if you want to listen to new Ringo music, and who doesn't want to do that? So that's really cool. Then there's also this great music room, this kind of hangout room. And one of the really cool pieces there, and I don't think this has been announced, but we digitized, or the spatial team did a great job of digitizing Ringo Starr's um, Sergeant Pepper's costume, that iconic costume. Um, And that you could see, you could really go up close and see the texture and the grain, the threads in that music room and just hang out. So this will be open to the public in a few weeks. But the cool thing, if you win the NFT, you'll be able to join Ringo virtually and he'll give you a fully guided tour and answer questions. And I mean, you know, it'll be very cool to hang out with him. And I'm very excited for that.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then be able to talk with Ringo about his art, his music, maybe his appearance on The Simpsons, uh, because I I, I love that episode and I love that how it kind of integrated art. I was just talking about that earlier with my roommate about the episode and just like that would, I think that would make an awesome NFT. The rights behind that would be a whole thing, but you talked about other projects and with the time you have left here, what's the ultimate goal in building out not only these NFT projects to where they are, basically mixed media, to where they are physical assets that get turned into these digital collectibles, but what's the what's the overarching goal for Julian's auctions? What do you see going forward with things like that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of the NFTs, the future will be the infrastructure. Right, because utilities and art will always be there and we'll keep pushing that, whether it's 3D animation or selling IP rights to songs and even you know NFT pluses. But I think even getting down to the technical aspect of wallets and making that more user-friendly and easier to transfer and less gas fees, and you know, anybody can have access to these wallets and marketplaces and making it as simple as possible. So we're working very hard and kind of keeping the ecosystem open for anyone to enjoy, but keeping proprietary and authentic Julian's. And in doing so, you know, we're working right now on custom wallets in a marketplace, which is down the line, but that'll kind of hone in this ecosystem and further the utilities because the closed, you know, we're not gonna have this paywall or anything or kind of wall blocking anyone off, but the more autonomy you have with your projects, your infrastructure, the more you can ultimately offer collectors and fans. So that's the goal, but again, from my side, we want to have fun with this, right? We're making digital art, we're teaming up with celebrities, we're telling stories. If we're not having fun, it's like, why are we really doing this? Yes, it's about the bottom dollar, um, but we want to create cool art. I love the idea of this historical repository, right? Just because we come across these amazing pieces that, are museum worthy right that are now going to different people and some are going to museums and exhibitions and collectors and public collectors right that are happy to show their pieces but i want to preserve those as well as do the custom nft projects like ringo but then hey i'm an animation fan i want to keep you know pushing 2d and 3d animation bring it into web 3 all under the uh, cohesive brand of julians and working with celebrities and donating giving back to charity
0: well, all of that sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Eric Rosenbloom from yeah. Julian's Auctions. What's your, before we go, Yes. what's your dream NFT project?
1: Oh, I'm happy to share we're developing it right now. And it is so cool. I can't share really anything about it. Um, but I'm a kid in a sandbox right now. And I am a kid at the end of the day. Uh, so I'm I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to work with these amazing people and my team and have the opportunity. And, you know, I'm working with some of the, all I could say is I'm working with some of the most talented artists and developers in the world and some of the most, you know, high profile artists that are excited about this project, but it will not be a one-off project. It will be an ongoing line. That's kind of what I can share now, but hopefully uh, we can regroup in a few months and circle
0: back. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd love to get the exclusive here on NFT 101. I don't know. Yeah, I'll buy you a nice hat. It. How about that? In exchange for the hat So I'll take it. <laughs> well, Eric Rosenbloom, Chief NFT Strategist for Julian's Auctions. Thank you so much. Where can people find out about the Ringo collection, not only bid on it, but learn a little bit more about the utility and some of the awesome stuff. You went through it all, but if people want to read more, where can they go and where can they find you on social media?
1: Yeah, they can go to julianslive.com or juliansauctions, and everything is there from the press release to more information and the utilities. Um, and then they can even do some research on their own. They can go to the Beatles.com. The Beatles are supporting this project, which is so cool to have their excitement and their support. They can go to Ringo Starr social channels. So it's all out there. Go to juliansauctions.com. They can bid on Julians Live. Again, bidding ends uh, 6.13. So get ready to bid. In terms of me, you know, I'm always making projects, whether it's animation or films or NFT. So my social media presence is through my work. So again, I, I encourage everyone to go to Julian's Auctions and keep listening to this awesome podcast.
0: Well, thank you so much for the kind words, Eric Rosenblum from Julian's Auctions. Go to julianslive.com and get your bidding fingers ready for June 13th when the auction goes live at julianslive.com. And you can find out more at julianslive.com and juliansauctions.com. Thank you, Eric, for joining us here on NFT 101. And I feel like we'll be talking real soon.
2: Absolutely, Matt. Appreciate it. Hey, Nathan here from Bitmark. Hope you liked that conversation. I know that I always do. It's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon but that's not the last thing we have to do we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way and so here it goes all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of bitmart bitmart does not guarantee the accuracy applicability reliability integrity performance completeness or appropriateness of this content The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.